coming up. In other words, we're familiar with you. We've been in earshot of you. We heard you. We heard your words. We saw you. We saw you. Yeah. We we even hung out with you and ate and drank. Jesus said, I don't know who you hung out with. They, they, with they, me. They, <laughs> and no, and no, it's, it's this. It's just no, they, they were they were there, yes. but they weren't there. Right. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Jesus never said following him would be easy. In fact, many of his teachings reveal the difficulties and struggles of this life and the effort it takes to truly live out our salvation. Join us for the series, Making Every Effort, where Pastor Rob and his wife Carolyn challenge us to examine our walk with Jesus Christ and how well we are striving to be like him. Here's the first message in the series, It's a Narrow Door, part three. To be clear, salvation is by grace through faith. Um, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And so, um, again, this is a fundamental tenet of the Christian faith, that we are saved by faith alone. So I wanna make this very clear as we begin to deal with this narrow door and this series that by no means and I, am I alluding or insinuating or implying that salvation comes by any other method other than faith in Jesus Christ alone. Amen. But I am saying that there are some things that that faith in Jesus Christ will prompt, drive, inspire, motivate us to do. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And because salvation is in my faith alone, it becomes interesting that Jesus will make a statement that he made in Luke 13, 23 and 24a, where it says, after somebody asked him a question regarding salvation, Jesus says here, someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, make every effort. Wow. He says, make every effort. Um, um, there's two things happening here, and we talked about this last week. The person asking the question obviously had a view of salvation that had a was limited in the amount of people who's going to be saved. It was a pessimistic uh, question, mm -hmm. and he had that for a reason um, because he he was thinking he wasn't thinking bigger than that, and and we see that, and also we see Jesus's response. When he says making make every effort is that it's interesting when you put that idea alone, the, the fact that we're saved by faith alone. He didn't say um, we're saved by faith alone. He just told them make every effort. Mm -hmm. And we need to really grab from that what God is trying to tell us. Amen. And so last week we asked we asked the question, what did Jesus? Why did Jesus say make every effort? And then I gave you some reasons last week, and I'm going to give you some more today, and we're going to continue. Last week, we, I gave you six reasons. Number one was because he's a teacher. Mm -hmm. All right. And because there is, ex number two, that be, because there is extreme opposition to salvation. 
Number three, because the door to salvation is narrow. Now, let me say this in a different way than I said it last week. Here's the question. How narrow is the door? Mm -hmm. Let me give you some perspective on that. It's so narrow that Jesus Christ is the only door. Mm -hmm. That's how narrow it is. Yeah. He said this himself in John 10, 9. Mm -hmm. It's the door is so narrow that the door is the only that the door, meaning Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. is the only sinless person in all of human history. Yeah. That's how narrow it is. It's so narrow that Jesus is the only way to Almighty God. That's how narrow it is. It's so narrow that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Yeah. That's how narrow it is. Mm -hmm. It's so narrow that Jesus is the only way to salvation. Yeah. It's Amen. a narrow door. Amen. It's a narrow door. And think about this. When we said these things about Jesus being the only sinless person, there's 7 billion people on the planet right, right now. You know, it's like, just think of all the people in human history. And out of all those billions, maybe trillions of people, mm -hmm. right. he's the only he's one. He's the only one. That's right. That's <laughs> that, pretty narrow. That's, that, that's, that never sinned. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty narrow. Yeah. That door is pretty narrow. That door is narrow. Okay. Amen. Amen. A fourth reason that we gave last week uh, why Jesus would say make every effort, because everyone who tries to enter won't get in. Yeah. And the fifth reason was because there are so many fake entrances. Mm -hmm. Why Jesus would say is make every effort. Mm -hmm. And the last one we gave last week was because time is of the essence. Yeah. Why he would say make every effort. That's right. So today I want to pick up with that answering that question. Mm -hmm. Why did Jesus say make every effort? Mm -hmm. And here's number seven. Write this down. Because real relationships are built intentionally. Because real relationships are built intentionally. That's how real relationships are built. Yeah. Look what Luke 13, 25 says. And again, this is Jesus talking. After he, he's still responding to the person asking him the question, will only a few people be saved? Mm -hmm. It says, once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, hmm. you will stand outside knocking and pleading. Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer. I don't know you. Or where you come from. Mm. Wow. I don't know you. I don't know you. Jesus says, there's going to be some folk mm -hmm. knocking and pleading. And he's going to say, I don't know you. And I don't even know where you come from. <laughs> In other words, we don't have relationship. Yeah. We, we don't, don't have, have, we don't have relationship. We don't have a relationship with him. Right? We don't have a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And he's he's saying here, you weren't intentional enough yeah. about building that relationship with me. 
That's why you're standing on the outside of the door after it closed, knocking and pleading. And that's why I tell you, I don't know you. Mm. And I don't even know where you come from. Mm, mm, mm. You weren't intentional enough in building a relationship with me. Wow. I want to be in that place. Notice what happened here in this passage. <laughs> that now that the door has closed... Some are outside. In, in fact, Jesus has said many in the verse before. He said many. It's going to be many, not just some, many. Many were, now that the door is closed, many were now intentional. They're knocking and pleading to let me in. They weren't knocking and pleading before to get in. Right, right. But once the door shut, now they're being intentional. Mm-hmm. But it's too late. Mm-hmm. It's too late. Yeah. So I want to encourage us to be intentional about building relationship with Jesus Christ now. So that when the door closes, mm-hmm. we won't be intentional then. And it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. The eighth reason of why Jesus would say make every effort is because real relationship with Jesus changes behavior. Real relationship with Jesus changes behavior. Mm-hmm. Amen. Look what it says here. It continues to say Luke 13, 26 and 27. Then you will say, After he says, I don't know you, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know where you come from. The Mm -hmm. conversation is continuing. He says, then you will say, we ate and drank with you. Mm -hmm. And you taught in our streets. Mm -hmm. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evil doers. Wow. Let's get what Jesus is saying here. So after the door closes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Jesus lets them know after they get intentional and he let them know, I don't know you. They keep talking and they're going to say, but we ate and drank with you. We you taught in our streets, though. In other words, we're familiar with you. Mm -hmm. We've been in earshot of you. We heard you. We heard your words. We saw you. We saw you. Yeah. We we even hung out with you and ate and drank. Jesus said, I don't know who you hung out with. <laughs> they, they, me. <laughs> and no, and no, it's, it's, it's this. It's just no, they, they were they were there. Yes. But they, they weren't were there. Right. <laughs> they saw, but they didn't see. They heard, but they didn't hear. They had experience, but it wasn't uh, 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 heart-piercing or internalized. They said, but we ate and drank with you. And look what Jesus says. He says, I don't know you. I don't know where you come from. And then he says, away. Mm -hmm. And he calls them evildoers. Mm. Wow. 
evildoers. What does that mean? These were people who were practicing evil things. Mm. Yeah, you ate with me. Yeah, you saw me, heard me teaching, yeah. but you kept on practicing. Kept doing it did, what you do. None of that uh, changed your behavior. It didn't change your behavior. You just kept doing whatever you wanted to do. You lived the lifestyle you wanted to live, and you lived a lifestyle that was evil, a lifestyle that did not agree with the will and the ways of God. And you continue to do that, even though you heard me, even though you saw me, even though you experienced, you were, you know, earshot, all that kind of stuff. It didn't change anything. Mm -hmm. And God, Jesus calls them evil doers. Yeah. Yeah. See, many of us want salvation, but we don't want to change our behavior. Mm. But that's not the way it works. Right. Genuine salvation. Genuine faith, genuine relationship with Christ Jesus changes behavior. Amen. So we can see why another reason why Jesus would say, make every effort. Make every effort. Mm -hmm. The ninth reason I want to give you that he would say it, people from everywhere will have opportunity. Mm -hmm. Because people from everywhere will have opportunity. Look what it goes on to say in Luke and Luke, Luke 13, 29. It says people will come from east and west and north and south and will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they're at the feast in the kingdom of God means they came through the door. They're in the kingdom now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they, they, they made it through that narrow door. Yeah. Remember, we talked last week that Jesus was teaching when the person asked him, will, will only a few people be saved? And we talked about last week that he's teaching about the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And because before that, he gave a couple parables about the kingdom of God. Right. So now he's saying folks from all over, east, west, north and south are going to be sitting at the table in the kingdom. Folks coming from everywhere. So everybody's going to have opportunity. Mm -hmm. Everyone will have opportunity. Look what 2 Peter 3, 9 says. The Lord is not being slow in doing what he promised. The way some people understand slowness. But God is being patient with you. He doesn't want anyone to be lost. He wants everyone to change their ways and stop sinning. Mm hmm Want everybody to stop practicing sin. Amen. Now, now this we all know that we 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 it's it's not we we all sin, but we don't want to be practicers of sin. Right. We don't want we don't become practitioners of sin. Yeah. That sin is like <laughs> we do it regularly all the time, and and it's, and it's so we okay with it. We're happy mm -hmm. with that. Just walloping in it. Walloping huh? <laughs> in the yeah. sin. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to do that. So God doesn't want anyone to be lost. He just wants us to change our ways mm -hmm. and stop sinning. So on your paper, write this down. Some examples of people who successfully entered the narrow door. Mm -hmm. Some examples of people who successfully entered the narrow door. All right. Yeah. Um, I want to give us some examples of some people uh, who understood 
some uh, some people that who understood that Jesus was a teacher, yeah. so they were teachable. Mm-hmm. Some examples are some people who understood that there was going to be opposition to getting saved. Some examples of some people who understood that it was a narrow door. Yeah. Some examples of some of some people who understood that everybody's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And some examples of some people who understood there was going to be some fake entrances. <laughs> I want to give you some examples of some people who understood yeah. that time was of the essence. And some examples of some people who understood that real relationships are built intentionally with Christ. Mm-hmm. And some examples of some people who understood that that relationship with Christ should change your behavior. And some examples of some people who understood that people are going to have an opportunity from everywhere. Mm-hmm. I want to give you three examples. Yeah. Luke 13, 28 says this. There will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom, but you yourselves thrown out. Mm -hmm. I think this is pretty plain. Now, there are plenty of examples in the Bible that we can use, but for the sake of of consistency here. I just want to use some examples that Jesus called out as examples Mm -hmm. right here in the text. He says, when you see Abraham, Mm -hmm. Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God. So those are examples for us that Jesus named called out. So we're going to take a look at a few of these right now Mm -hmm. of people who made it through that narrow door. Number one, Abraham's effort. Yeah. Abraham's effort. Hebrews 11, 8 and 9 says, God called Abraham to travel to another place that he promised to give him. Abraham did not know where that other place was, but he obeyed God and started traveling because he had faith. I'm going to pause right there for a moment. Make sure you're tracking with this. Okay, Mm -hmm. we're using Abraham as an example and the effort he made. What does this, it just said that God told Abraham to go someplace and Abraham didn't have a clue where he was sending him. Okay, yeah. God said, go over there, Abraham. Abraham packed up everything. The the, the Bible tells us in, in Genesis 12 that he left his entire family. He just left his family, the place he grew up. He just packed it all up. You know, and he packed up his immediate family, but I mean his 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 ancestral family, his extended family. He just left them all, took his immediate family, packed up all his belongings, and started traveling to a place he had no clue where he was going. And he did that by faith. That that's the effort he made. Abraham wasn't questioning God, where I'm going, God. Before he was sitting back, sitting on the couch with his remote control. Oh God, I heard, I heard where you said you want me to go. Wait, 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 where, where, where I'm going though? You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. 
I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Don't make this simple world your home. This is not as good as it gets. And you do live more than once. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelations very clearly there is a second death. There's a second death. Amen. Okay, and that means there's a second life. All right. So we need to be mindful of that life that's ahead of us. That eternal life. When, we, when God brings us into that mansion. That's the real living. Thank you for listening.